Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Chicane, where I put the chic in motorsports, bringing you the latest scoop of the Formula One world, weekly updates of your favorite teams and drivers, and much more exhilarating bonus content. After a busy week and a half with midterms, I am back and what a race we just had. I think I might go into a little bit of that at the end of the episode, but the main focus of today's episode will be on Williams Racing. So stick around, enjoy the fun, and with that, let's get at it. Cut through the chicane, around the outside of the chicane. Into the chicane! Through the chicane! Now the chicane. Into a tight chicane. So starting with Williams Racing's history, this might come as a surprise to you, but if you are fairly new to the sport, Williams has been around for a while and understands all areas of success across the grid. Williams Racing joined the track for the first time in 1978. The team is based in Grove, United Kingdom and has nine world championships under their belt. The team was started and owned by the Williams family for years until recently in 2019 where they gave they came to an agreement with Doralton Capital that now owns them. As I just said, Doralton Capital is the team owner after they bought the team in 2020. The team principal is James Vowles, who was appointed by Mercedes at the beginning of this 2023 season. Y'all remember the Alpine episode from two weeks ago? Yeah, well, Alpine's chief technical officer, Pat Fry, apparently is leaving Alpine and moving to Williams, not even at the start of next season, but on November 1st of this season, in the same role, just at Williams. I truly do wonder if there will even be an Alpine team at the end of the season because of how many employees are leaving I it's honestly just crazy to me but as for their engine supplier as I've said before Mercedes provides engines for a few of the teams on the grid and with Williams being Mercedes sister team they provide for them as well so the car runs on a Mercedes F1 M14 E performance engine race week on tumblr provides today's insight on which tracks work best for the Williams car by saying quote the Williams has good straight line speed and typically does well at rear limited tracks with tight twisty corner sequences they don't really perform best on tracks with lots of high speed corners in general things to look out for are power circuits and circuits depending on mechanical grip end quote so the tracks that we should look out for in favor of the car this season are Bahrain Austria Hungary and Mexico As for the current constructor standings, the team is currently in 7th place in constructors at 23 points, 67 points behind their successor Alpine and only 7 points ahead of Alfa Romeo. As for old drivers and current drivers, some notable drivers that had started their rookie season out with this team or just drove for them for a period of time are of the following. Frank Williams, of course. Alan Jones, who won the 1980 Drivers and Constructor Championship. Kiki Rosberg won the team a title back in 1982. Nelson Piquet, yes, who is Max Verstappen's partner's father, um, won the team a title back in 1987. Nigel Manzel won both the Drivers and Constructor Championships for 1992. David Coulthard, Jensen Button, Juan Pablo Montoya, Elaine Prost won two separate titles for Williams in 1986 and then in 1993, right before he retired. Art and Senna, Ricardo Partiste, Patrice 
Patrice, I don't know how to say his last name, Valtteri Bottas, Felipe Massa, Michael Schumacher won a title here in 1994, Damon Hill won the team their eighth constructors in 1996, and finally Jacques Villeneuve won the team their ninth and most recent constructors victory in 1997. The current drivers for the 2023 season are Alexander Albon and Logan Sargent, who we will now move into. Are you looking for cute F1 merch? Well, look no further. From chic t-shirts and cozy sweatshirts to stylish tote bags and trendy accessories, Ellie's Paddock Club hand-picked selection showcases unique designs that capture the essence of the sport. Each item is thoughtfully crafted to combine quality, style, and the spirit of Formula One, allowing you to express your fandom with pride. Use Chicane Media to get 15% off any $50 purchase by going to Ellie's Paddock Club on Etsy. Again, that is Chicane Media to get 15% off any $50 purchase at Ellie's Paddock Club on Etsy. Albano, one-third of the 2019 rookies, or everyone's favorite F1 wag, Alexander Albon and Sue Iniha, is a Thai British Formula One driver racing for Williams Racing. He was born March 23rd, 1996 in the London, United Kingdom, making him 27 years old. He races under the number 23. For his childhood and how did he get into racing, according to his own website, alexalbon.com, he started racing at the age of 8 in the Honda Cadet class. After consistently remaining on the podium through every championship he raced from 2006 to 2011, he moved into the European Karting Championships alongside other F1 drivers. He moved to Formula Renault 2.0 Euro Cup in 2014, winning third place in the championship, then moved to GP3 Series in 2016, where he placed second place behind Charles Leclerc. In 2018, he raced in F2, placing third place in the championship before making his debut into Formula One for the 2019 season. Albon made his debut into Formula One in 2019 with Toro Rosso. Again, just a quick reminder, this team is now known as Alpha Tauri, and this is the sister team to Red Bull. He scored points in his second race of the season, earned a couple points throughout the rest of the races, and then earned sixth place during rainy conditions in one of the races in his debut year. So during the summer break, he was re- he replaced Pierre Gasly at Red Bull alongside Max Verstappen. As for teams that he previously has raced for, he raced for Toro Rosso for half of the 2019 season, Red Bull for the other half, and then Red Bull for the whole of 2020 season. But due to Red Bull being Red Bull and how cutthroat they are, they replaced him with Checo Perez at the beginning of the 2021 season, making Albon um, placed out of F1 and he became the reserve driver for Red Bull for the 2021 season until he was offered a seat at Williams alongside Nicholas Latifi or Goat TV in 2022. I apologize for my voice. I am really tired right now. I even took a nap earlier, but hopefully it sounds attractive. <laughs> um, as for drivers championships, he has no driver championships and currently has no race wins. Um, for wags and kids, he is famously dating arguably the best wag on the grid, Mooney He, but she goes by Lily. 
She is an icon, a legend, and I absolutely adore her. She's one of my favorite people ever. And they are the cutest couple, in my opinion. She is a professional golfer. And it is very interesting because um, she roasts him alive with his golfing skills. But it was really cute because for, I think, the Miami race, he did a golf helmet um, for her for the race. Um, He does not have any kids. Now for fun facts. On the current F1 grid, Alex is one of the tallest drivers standing at 6'1", or 1.86 meters. He is the only... He's only the second F1 driver to race under the Thai flag. He runs an Instagram account for his animals. It's super cute. You really should follow it. He has like, I want to say like 10 different animals. I think he's got like cats, goats, dogs, obviously. Like he's a little animal whisperer. He is the only Thai F1 driver in history with a podium finish. And he almost missed the Monza Grand Prix this year due to appendix problems. But I couldn't figure out, like, the actual information behind it. But apparently there's a lot of memes all over F1 Twitter and TikTok about that. So if you want to go into a deep dive about that, let me know what the details of that is. Now moving on to Logan. (laughs) I feel like I should just play the national anthem. Or that clip from TikTok where it's like, Rah! What the F is a kilometer? Because it's Logan Sargent. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Logan Hunter Sargent. Yes, that is his real name. Very part- patriotic. We love it. Is an American Formula One driver for Williams Racing. He was born on December 31st, 2000 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, making him 22 years old. He races under the number two. As for his childhood and how he got into racing, he started karting around the age of eight, quickly making a name for himself as he won the Karting Federation Junior Championship in 2015. He then moved to Formula 4 UAE in 2016, earning 15 podiums during the season and placing second place. The following year, he joined Carlin Racing in F4, finishing third overall. He then moved to Formula Renault Euro Cup with Race GP in 2018, scoring some good points, seven podiums, and earned fourth place in the championship. In 2019, he eventually moved to F3 with Carlin, finishing third overall before moving to F3 the next season with Prima Racing. He placed third that year, missing out of the title by four points. In 2021, he returned to F3 with Charu's racing system and placed seventh at the end of the year before moving to F2 at the end of 2021. He was then offered a seat in F2 with Carlin yet again, and he finished the season in fourth place while simultaneously earning his FIA super license, which would eventually allow him to move to F1 if a seat opened up. As for his debut season, he is currently racing in his rookie year with Williams Racing. I'll get into a little bit more of my view on his seat this season um, in the debrief towards the end of the episode. He currently has no driver championships or wins with Formula One, and I could not find anything, so I don't think that he has a girlfriend and he does not have any kids. Y'all are actually going to laugh at me for these fun facts because I could not find (laughs) most, I could not find really like a lot of interesting things. Like, no offense, Logan, I'm sure you're a great person. I think that you're funny. 
from the interviews that I've seen, but the facts that I could, I could not find any fun facts. Like, there's nothing on this kid. Anyway, so I only have a few, but he is the first American F1 driver since Alexander Rossi, who only technically raced in F1 for a few races and didn't even technically have a seat. And um, if you don't know, Alexander Rossi is currently racing for Aero McLaren at IndyCar. Um, Logan is obsessed with Miami, like, everything. Um, I think it was, like, Lad Bible on YouTube or something, one of those, like, popular, um, interview, uh, interviewers or whatever, but they did a video with him about, like, 10 things that he couldn't live without, and all I remember was him talking about Miami, Eminem, the rapper, and how much he loves lemonade. So, <laughs> um, his pre-race anthem is Lose Yourself by Eminem. This man lives and breathes America. His favorite food, believe it or not, is a juicy hamburger. <laughs> his entire personality is America and I'm like way to be patriotic man I, I'll hand it to you but yeah so now we'll move into my rant about the Qatar race okay there is no rhyme or reason for my complaints and thoughts on this race First off, I want to say congratulations to Max Verstappen for winning his third world championship. That man is a beast, and he is proven that it is not just the car that he's in, even though that they've had some problems with the cars um, in the past like two to three races. He is just an excellent beast of a driver, and he 100% deserves this championship. As for the number two, though, that's still up in the air. Um, I think I'm going to actually look it up as I'm talking about it, but Checo is currently in second place, but I believe that, yeah, Hamilton is only a couple few points out behind him at, yeah, he's only 30 points behind Checo. So the fight for second place is still running. So that should be a fun thing to, to pay attention to for the rest of the season. And I think as for Rookie of the Year, I if if Oscar Jack Piastri does not get Rookie of the Year, I will be knocking on McLaren's headquarters in Bristol or wherever the heck they work in. I know where they work. I don't know why I'm like blanking on it right now. But I will go up to the M MTC and be like, bro. Here, here is a form extension. Here is a whatever signed form of all of the people that feel like this man deserved. I guess I shouldn't be going to the M MTC. I feel like I should be going to the FIA. That's probably who I should be going to. It is so late. I am just ranting about anything. But anyway, speaking of OP... Congratulations to him. He just won his first sprint race 
of the 2023 season of his rookie season this man is phenomenal i do not throw around the word like future world champion very light like i do not throw it around but i genuinely see future world champion material in him like he is just blown off all of our socks and i am just he's great i love him if you can't if you all know that i love mclaren and i love lando but i'm i'm just highly highly impressed by oscar and all the things that he has done this season so that's on the positive side on the more negative note we all watched that race um first off what was that crash at with the mercedes it brought me back to bro sadies and i was so worried but then they did the press afterwards and hamilton came up to george and was like hey bro no problems blah 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 glad you're safe glad you're fine glad you finished the race and i didn't um so a little mixed feelings about that my biggest two issues this race was the tire situation and the physical health of the drivers so let's get into that as for the tire thing so if you don't know the FIA regulated that right before the race on Sunday um so like Saturday night they regulated that um each driver was required to make three pit stops during this race because of like I don't know how to word it but like I can explain it I guess so the FIA basically regulated that each tire in the garage the three tires needed it a maximum of 18 laps per tire which required for a 57 lap race that they would pit three times I don't understand why they did this I they said that if a driver went over that limit for any of three of those tires they would get black fat flagged and then be forced to retire from the race I thought in my personal opinion just barely knowing anything about this and kind of just going off of the article that I had read I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard first off this race Lucille um Qatar I don't know if I'm saying it Qatar right but I'm just call it Lucille Lucille literally had such bad track limits during sprint during qualifying like we're all aware of the track limit problems that we had so I don't understand why they decided to go in there and add this other thing to the race maybe I'm just don't have enough knowledge on it I truly couldn't tell you but it was pressing my buttons and I was and the thing is is like I did the math on it and obviously there's like five I think there's five to six different tires there's intermediates there's softs there's mediums there's hards and then there's wets um but in this race particularly there wasn't a threat for raining so the only three tires that we use is a hard soft and a medium and if you do the math 57 laps divided by three is 19 so even if 
they did what they were supposed to do, each tire, like, it just, the math did not make sense. Like, I truly do not understand what the goal or purpose of this was. So that's just my input on it. Now, for the boys' physical health, like, the men, men's, they're men, none of them are boys, but, like, here, let me just find the post that my best friend sent me earlier. Um, race feeling on Instagram posted that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the drivers had something to say about the physical health toll it took on them this race. Sargent said he had to retire from illness. It was one of the most heartbreaking things hearing him on the radio because obviously we know I'm kind of like sidetracked for this. Obviously, we know that Oscar's doing great. He's obviously going to win Rookie of the Year. Nick got booted. Liam doesn't got a seat, doesn't have a seat next year at, so far. And Sargent is the only other rookie right now. But he has zero points. He hasn't scored anything. And he's either DNF'd in the race or places last. So it's not looking great for him, but... Thankfully, he's in a good position-ish for next season because Williams tends to give their rookies their rookie year and then another year to kind of prove themselves, and then they boot them, which I think is wise. But anyway, he was on the radio, and he was like, come on, James, like, just trust me, like, don't let this, like, be an example of how I race, like, Everybody was struggling at this race. And he was literally, like, almost crying on the radio. And I was like, I cannot do this right now. Like, obviously, they're in such terrible conditions as a driver. And the heat of all of their doing. And, like, also that pressure breathing down his neck. I can't even imagine if this was, like, oh, they were like, oh, hey, by the way. Like, this is the race that if you do not do well in, you're practically going to get booted. Like, this was the worst race that they could have said that for. Which they didn't. But I'm just saying. There was a lot of pressure breathing down his neck, and I felt really bad. As for Akon, Akon threw up in his crash helmet while he was driving and then raced the rest of the race. That. I'm not even. Alonzo asked for water to be chucked on him because his seat was so hot. That it was burning him. Stroll and Albon struggled to get out of their car and then went straight to the FIA medical center and the hospital after the race was finished. Norris said that drivers fainted after the GP. And Bata said that race, condition, race conditions were torture. I think Alonzo said in an interview afterwards that this was probably the hardest race that he's ever raced in his entire career. Career, ladies and gentlemen. This man is 41. He's been in Formula One for years. And he's telling us that this race, 2023, Qatar, Lusal, was the hardest race that he's ever raced in. And we have rookies and young, not as experienced drivers as he was, throwing up passing out and I'm like you're gonna let the FIA regulate these tire conditions 
but you're not going to prioritize the driver's health. It just, I, I am very pressed about it, if you cannot tell. <laughs> I've already talked to many people about it. So, something needs to happen about this, in my opinion. I feel like they either need to reschedule it next year to a different day, um, different time of the year, or, and not just that, they also need to widen the track or do something so that we're not dealing with such track limit debacles. Like, there was so much. There was so much about this race. But to end on a happy note, again, congratulations to Max Verstappen. Congratulations to Oscar for winning his first sprint race. And congratulations to McLaren for the P2 and P3. I am so, so proud of you guys. I remember at the beginning of the season just telling all of my friends, I was like, you just have to be patient. You just have to be patient. McLaren will be back up there. They will be back up there fighting for podiums. And po- and Mr. Lando Norris has now three podiums in a row. And I feel like we're just going to make it a fourth at Coda because I just, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. Coda is one of my favorite racetracks. It's one of Norris's favorite racetracks. And the McLaren works great here. So, hoping that will happen. And if Lando has to win, if Lando is going to win any race this season, I would love it for, be, for it to be Coda. Since he didn't get to win at Silverstone, like, it has to be Coda now. I will be so sad if he does, though, in a way, because I almost was able to make it to Coda, but I can't anymore. So... If he wins and I'm not there and I could have been there, is going to be a bittersweet moment. But as I've said before, I apologize for the person I become when he wins because favorite driver, love McLaren, obsessed. If you are in the Nashville area, by the way, um, this weekend, the 16th, I think, the 16th or 17th, I can't, I'm gonna have to look at my note, at my calendar so that I can give you an accurate thing the 14th, um, in downtown Nashville on Broadway, the streets will be blocked off because Daniel Ricardo is coming in an RB19 to test the, test, um, the streets if it could be a Formula One track, and they're having a full event of, like, um, car sponsors, food trucks, um, I know that some of my guy friends who, um, are partnered with some truck companies, um, or truck sponsors are going to be up there too. It's free. It's open to the public. It's um, supposed to be family friendly, and I believe it's from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. So if you're in the Nashville area or near the Nashville area, if you want to come and say hi or if you want to go, I will be there. And it's supposed to be super fun. And who knows? Maybe I'll get the chance to meet Daniel Ricardo. I think that would be pretty cool, especially in my hometown. And he's he loves country American everything so I think it'll be a great experience um but yeah that is my full rant session of the race this weekend and yeah now we'll head out thank you so much for tuning in today's episode I wanted to remind everyone that I am on Instagram and TikTok. My Instagram gives visuals of the content and research I've provided in the episode, plus other graphics and information, and it's pretty much the same for my TikTok. I go into what happens between each race week, 
such as like big news or little things and I also kind of go into IndyCar and Motor MotoGP sometimes depending and then I also go into the graphics of sometimes the special helmets for each race or the race week posters that each team puts out for the race if you feel like it please share and rate the podcast and make sure to follow those accounts linked in the show notes so that you can stay updated on everything as usual the instagram handle is in the bio and my email is in there as well if you have any questions comments or suggestions for future episodes that is all for today the guys are off as they recover and travel to the states for coda next weekend so excited i'm going to a coda watch party with my friend in franklin so excited i'm bringing some cowboy caviar and maybe some like mclaren inspired drinks for the girls so it should be really fun so tune in on sunday for the alfa romeo episode and i hope you all have a wonderful week in between bye bye